say hello to straw people. After almost 20 years, Fiona McDonald and Paul Casserly are scheming again. They've just released their new album, Knuckle Bones, their first since 2004. Paul and Fiona trekked up to the 13th floor to tell us how straw people came back together again. Like a drug Invading my blood So, you got, you got this new album, Knuckle Bones, which is the first one in about, what, 19, 19 years? years? So, uh, the obvious question, and probably the one you've answered several thousand times why already. Why did it what, take so long? What were, what were you thinking? Okay, what, why? Well, <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this because we've been answering it the same way, and so I've come up with a new answer. The, the answer, the first answer is, we just had other things to do. Right. Children, lives, yep. jobs, right? But also, I think there's something that happens if you are a creative person mm-hmm. where eventually the bug just comes back and it says, let's just, we want to do this again. And we both just got bitten by the bug at the same time. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. Is that that's, a, a, that's, an accurate? A re- yes, yeah. And, and thank you for not mentioning that time I spent in prison. Because <laughs> that did carve out, a, that carved out a good seven. 15 a years. Good seven. Oh. seven. <laughs> well, good behaviour. Sure. There you go. I did behave well in there. I'll let you know. In the end, yeah. But you wrote some good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah, it was pretty much that. It was, and distracted by other things. So, right. And, um, you know, other things that, that um, kind of, because I worked in TV, TV and, and make um, documentaries and stuff like that f- through that time. Yeah. And um, kind of got the same buzz out of mm. collaborating and making stuff that I get. It's a similar but different thing. Yep. But there is something more enduring about music, and I did. I often thought um, when I'd, I'd have. Fr- I've got friends who have ma- managed to maintain being a musician all their lives, like Greg Johnson and stuff. Mm. Yeah. And I definitely have a certain f- kind of FOMO and and like, oh, if I'd only stuck at it then, could I just kept <laughs> kept doing music the whole time. So that was always, you know, one of those things that list of things that you keep in your head that you beat yourself up with that yep. everyone has. Um, it was a there was a bit of that as well. So it was it was definitely something that wanted to get back into and just needed a way in really. Cool. So who approached whom? We 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 collided at a dinner party. Oh, cool. And we both and he said, "Do you want to?" And I went, "Yep." That was that. That was that. Yeah. Easy as that. So did did you have a bunch of songs in the can that no. were in or no, was I mean, it all? We started from scratch. I, I mean, <clears throat> I'd been collecting some ideas and some sounds. Right. And sometimes I'll just find a sample and and think oh can I build a track out of this doesn't happen very often there's like I think um, the sleepwalker is the one on there that has a has a bit of that found sounds that then become you build the song around um, Fiona's been writing songs the whole time as well anyway mm. I, I often just find I'll keep a note of something from that I overhear or a line from literature or like journalism second heart. or something a line. like that. That's how that song started, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good place to start. It's the first song on the album. So tell me how that song started. Baby, you can do what you want. Maybe. Now the Second Heart, yeah, that was a that was an idea taken from a, an Irish novelist who whose name I can't remember. But anyway, uh, this uh, this notion that 
the past beats inside you. It doesn't go away. It's always there. You know, you you have flashbacks to memories of people and you know, especially people, but also places and yeah. things. And it, and just that it stays with you. And I just love that idea. It's just, I mean, it's a it's a beautiful idea. So. Right. So the two of you have a certain way of working together that kind of came back when you started working together again, or was it kind yeah. of like a new? You know, it was way it was it was familiar, but um, I think we more, we worked more on this than we had on previous stuff, mm. eh? Yeah. Mm. So it was it was. Uh, We're very collaborative. Yeah. Very collaborative. Yeah. I I don't I I don't write with anyone else the way I write with Paul. Mm-hmm. At all. We're very much lyrically and musically everything. We bounce off each other. Do you like that? What would what could we do to that? What is this? You know, yeah. We just we we're just very kind of open with each other about stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I notice every song is a co-write. What? What's no. that? <laughs> what the fuck? Jesus. Yeah, he's like that a lot. Uh, so yeah, so every song is a co-write. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and and sometimes it's more me, and, and often it's more Fiona. Right. With, with, with whatever, um, you what you come is. in with with often choruses, yeah. and ideas that are quite solid, and we we but then build, we work it and we build the structure yeah. around that to make it into a whole. Gotcha. Yeah. And there are other people that are collaborating with you yes, guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. Matthias Jordan was a big part of the musical side of things. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, Yost and Chris Vandergeer, Yost Langwell and Chris Vandergeer in terms of the production and the, and just the kind of the overall getting it to the finish line yeah. over a long period of time because that was, that was, um, Two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, but Matthias has been really key in, 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 uh, in certain aspects and just that amazing ability to, because Fiona can play keys basically basic not like Matthias but he's he's a virtuoso so he'll be he'll be like just have you seen any of those come together shows that he's been on no oh man they're amazing because it's at first you're like oh it's just going to be like seeing a cover band right yeah but it's not no I've seen almost all of them now and it's no and I've seen him rehearsing the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes when they're learning the I don't know what the 50 Beatles songs or whatever they have to learn before a show it's just incredible it is amazing Uh, you guys don't do a lot of live shows as straw people we don't do any yeah I think so not yet but we are we we, well we did one yesterday actually on RNZ right yeah we did Um, so yeah so that was uh, which is probably a bigger audience than we'd get from any physical live show (laughs) wow that was our big gig (laughs) yeah that was probably like a a couple of Eden Parks full right yeah but uh, we are planning to we're, we're we're planning to off the back of this uh, oh, cool. later in the year, next year. This yeah. kind of yeah. the, the what we're looking at, and we're we're just talking about it on the way in here, actually about about how we're going to approach mm. it. Yeah. And Very stuff. exciting. But, but it yes, would no, be pretty interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. you get a lot. I mean, because the '90s, the whole '90s revival thing is a thing anyway, and both of you guys are yeah. part of that in your own special ways. Mm. So. Yeah, I think there's an audience there yeah. for it. They're We're kind of on a bit of a high from the RNZ Live yeah. yesterday, actually, oh, just cool. just in terms of how well it went and just the reaction we got from yeah. from people. And you uh, seem surprised by that. Oh, we, well, you know, because well, because it's a new thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. All right. But also, you never really know. Like, like occasionally people will say, you know, you come across people who will say, you know, your music meant a lot to me, and I, yeah, I took it with me to Europe when I left New Zealand, and there was nothing like that, and you know. It, the songs mean something to people um, but you don't know how is that 15 people or is that yeah. 15,000 people it's yeah, hard yeah. to know yeah yeah 
Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Now we talked about the first song. I want to talk about the last song. Forget to forgot to forget with Nick Atkinson. Oh yeah, his sax is starting it up. When did I? When did I? When did I? To forget about you. That was kind of a sketch rather than a song, but it's a, a, a cinematic um, kind of jazz poem, maybe. But Nick just brought it to life. When we got Nick into, I, I knew that I wanted sax on it, and when he came in, that kind of that's really Tied built the song up. and really made it. And cool. just having him there with his bass cl- clarinet and his um, his, his tenor sax and just absolute um, master and just mm. yeah just yeah and cool. and a lovely man so that yes was, he is he's a good guy so, isn't he <laughs> yeah so part of the fun of making the album was actually you know going hey would you come in for a session and oh you will great yeah, yeah. and then yeah. having the pleasure of being in the room with them making yeah. this thing yeah it was yeah so yeah was pretty cool because yeah. that's a nice thing about straw people because i'm not the only vocalist there's right. many many vocalists yep. and so i think it's kind of like i mean essentially it's paul and i yep. but the straw people who we would consider to be a part of the straw people fano is quite wide yep. you know there's a lot of people who are part of straw people yeah yeah and we can't do it without them okay very good so that that final song is kind of a, a dark ending to the album did you how much thought and process did you have a concept of beginning to end as yeah, far as yeah. the, and because, because the, we, the musical journey? And because we pressed it onto vinyl, we were thinking of it as a side one, side two yeah. thing. And I think it works quite well. To, it, it ends in this in this place which is cinematic and and drifts off into a mm-hmm. you know, it leaves you drifting off into this kind of a wet kind of courtyard somewhere, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I it, it's, it was definitely intentional to end with that, and I think we spent quite a bit of time on um, deciding how the flow should go. Yeah. Mm. It's just tricky because there's two quite odd songs that um, instrumentals. Um, the one that features Pope John Paul II and Idi Amin. Yes. And <laughs> and the one that fe- features Luke Hurley, the yes. guitarist. So they're quite different. They like very early straw people, kind of built around a concept and no, not a song as such. Yep. So um, it, they kind of had to go, but I think I think we found places for it, and, yep, yep, yep. and I've experienced listening to it with friends and other people and stuff, and I think it it feels like it flows pretty yeah. good. Yes, uh, yeah, so I wanted to talk to you about the Pope song. How is it pronounced? Love diktat. Diktat. Love is the only basis for human relationship. Everybody must love his leader. They must love their ministers. They must love their governors. They must love their district commissioners, their teachers, their chiefs. Everybody must be loved. So what is your relationship with the Pope and Idi Amin? Well, I grew up in the 70s, 80s. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, um, my, I'm Catholic, lapsed. My parents were uh, Irish, were um my dad's gone but so yeah we, there was always religious stuff around they had a cassette recording of Pope John Paul in Ireland right because he was he went to Ireland which was a huge deal 
and as you know because Irish and Catholics yes so, yeah and, and and a really interesting time um, because the IRA was still um, active at the time and he spoke out about he spoke out against the IRA while he was there I just finished a book by Fintan O'Toole which is a brilliant history of Ireland which I highly recommend um, anyway so the Pope was always in my life I had this cassette at home and I one day I, th I played it and um, I had this old cassette deck where I could record one thing on one channel and one thing on the other channel and so I oh, just yeah. played around had public image playing on the other channel so so Johnny Rotten yep off that first pill album or something and, the, and I was putting the bits of the Pope and I and I just love the idea of the of them being in the same band yeah yeah yeah. so so yeah so rest, sure the last couple of years I found came across some Eddie Amin stuff um, on YouTube and I came across this thing of him making one of his pronouncements because as he liked to do mm -hmm. and it was just him talking about love and I thought well Eddie Amin talking about love is interesting and then I just put Married. them together and imagined them in a in a duet in a in a karaoke lounge cool yeah. And uh, that was that's that. Well, there's a new public image album just came out yeah. yesterday. Oh, yeah. is that right? Yeah, it sounds oh. pretty good. Well, I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. 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 Are they all still alive? Uh, all the pistols? No, public, public image. image. Uh, no, Keith Levine, I think, uh, just yes. died. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, I don't know who the rest of the band is, right. but it's it's Johnny singing about was his. Was Joe Wobble in public image? Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, John's wife passed away recently. They'd been together for like. 40 oh, wow. years or something, so it's kind of that oh, kind of album, oh, but it's yeah. pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Check it out if you can. Uh, now, a song that I I can't believe, Baby It's You. Yeah. I have never heard that song before. You've heard the original. Nope. Really? Baby It's You. Nope, nope, nope. So, and the interesting yeah. thing was, I found out, of course, that they're Canadian. Yeah. So I was living in Rochester, which is across. I can't understand. It was never you. released in the States. No, really? it wasn't. That's why. It was wow. never released in the States. They had they some kind not, of... They cracked the rest of the world with <laughs> so, that song. So everybody's going, but oh, you guys are coming, baby. It's was like, well, that's not the Smith song. That's not the hell, you oh, know, wow. Burt Baccarat. Yeah. I was like, what, what are they talking about? No, they, they never did. <laughs> so I love it. I mean, obviously, I know a thing about music. Yeah. But yeah. that was the one. And so... Never, so wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh. I know it was huge in Australia. And, yeah. and it was number and one in New Zealand, yeah, yeah, but yeah. now I know have you that seen now. The, have you seen the music video? I just it? watched it. Yes. Yeah. That was a very formative video. Yeah, I can as tell a, why. Very As a child watching RTR Countdown, yep. and I would have only, God, I wouldn't have been that old. Well, we would have been about. I was a teenager. 13, 12, so 13. I was like, oh my God. Oh yep. my God. Yeah. Yeah, I think I read in the comments somebody wanted, thought that the the male the keyboard player who starts singing at the beginning and the the girl who's the lead singer should change outfits yeah, yeah, I'm sure. yeah. so yeah there's that but yeah so why did, so did you just want to give your give well it, your it, it was always a huge it's such a huge song when i was a child and i've always loved it as the song that it is right yeah. but then um i just i just wondered what it would be like to slow it down yeah and make it really moody baby it's
while for that song to come to fruition. Yeah. It took a but while worked, to get you it right. At it. Yeah, worked at yeah. it mm. and um, and got it. Cause tried to add add percussion to it. Tried to add some drums to it. That didn't work. It just wanted to be stripped back. Yeah. So yeah. So when you're working on something like that and you want to get the right take and the right feel, how does that? Pro who's talking to who? Who's making those decisions? Uh, are you, are you two kind of the only ones in the studio at that point? Well, How that song is, was a lot me, was yeah. actually. Totally, and, yeah. and it was me working with the engineer, um, Jacob Rush. Okay. We actually worked on that song a lot together. Right. And then afterwards, another amazing guy, Luke Berryman, um, helped mix it and added his take. So, yeah, that was that was different. But it, for other songs, we might you did have input to that. We might listen and go, oh, like no, turn that guitar up, make it crunchier. No, it's got to be a fuckload louder. Mm -hmm. You know, just and and you just go. Sometimes oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's very straightforward, and other times a song like Knuckle Bones mm -hmm. is so oh. far removed from the, our original yeah. what we did originally. And then Chris comes in and goes, well, we should, the drums aren't right, and we're like, okay, you're you're right. We've listened to you, yeah. and then. So that one sort of went through multiple iterations. Mm. Other ones, I mean, Second Heart really came together pretty yeah. seamlessly and that was just us figuring out. Yeah. So yeah, Either. it's different on different tracks. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say, it just sounded, when I first played the record, when it first came out, or got it, hearing your voice again was just like, oh, I feel better already. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's something reassuring yes, absolutely. about a voice like that that yeah. you've heard for 20 yes. plus years, and there's something new, but it's so and it's a familiar. It's a powerful voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I've been hearing that a lot um, since the album's been out. So. Yeah. And you know, to be honest, it's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to do it is like, you know, we get this feedback, like Paul said about. Um, there are life moments in my life where straw people songs, you know, marked that time, mm -hmm. and um, I just wanted to make some more music for people. I wanted to make more songs for fans, you know, including myself. Yep. I wanted to do that. We wanted to kind the, of. She's doing it for the fans. Well, it kind of was, <laughs> doing you know. It for the kids. Just the like kids. if we don't if we don't make this record, we don't make this record, and yep, the songs yep. don't exist. Yep, so. Yep. Um, wow. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it like that. <laughs> Why are we even here? <laughs> well, we're gonna Shut we're up. gonna go down that this rabbit hole. Oh my god! So <laughs> mean. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! All right. So 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 you've you've alluded to the fact that there may be some live shows in the future. Are you going? Yeah. Are there more songs? More? Are, is this an ongoing process now? Or Absolutely. Are you back yeah. to the yeah. yeah. No. We'll go We're back, back baby. Yeah. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll go Absolutely. back into the. We'll deep dive into the back catalogue and um, and you know bring out all the big songs and also just songs we like. Like I, you know, there's a couple of songs that I just want to sing. Right. Um, and we'll get um, you know, Lisa Corbin is definitely going to be part of the mix. Yeah. So we'll we'll drag back some of the people yeah. involved the in the past. Um, yep. Yeah. Hopefully we haven't burnt too many bridges. Well, and, uh, I haven't. Um, Paul. She says. So, yes. Well, so, you can't. I mean, I, that's the, that's the thing I love about New Zealand <clears throat> is you can't burn the bridges. We're all stuck on the islands together yeah. and everybody has to get along yeah. no matter whether they do or not. It's and, best not to, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yes, we, no, we will. I mean, we've just finished this one, but we will start on new stuff, no doubt. Yeah. And, um, but I think the live show will be this new album and catalogue. Yeah. And okay. Surprises. Yay. I like surprises.